Hello. So this episode is going to be a bit different than our usual episodes. See, I'm not going to have a guest for this one. It's not going to be an hour long. It's not going to be going over any particular topic. Uh, but we do have some things on the agenda. And the reason I want to do a different format without the actual intro that we usually do is because this is going to be kind of the episode zero in a mini series that I'm working on. And this is a project that I'm really excited about because it's something that I've been working on for about a year now, actually really ever since I started the podcast. So let me kind of explain what's going on here. So I started the podcast three years ago. As you guys know, we had the three-year anniversary episode recently, and I post all about the, you know, the, the third year of doing Talk Ag to Me. When I started the podcast, there was a few different reasons I did. One of the big ones was because I noticed a lot through giving speeches, through talking to people, through kind of just working on, you know, educational projects as I was, as I was preparing to become an ag teacher, that a lot of the issues that I was finding were having to do with, the, you know, the, the general public and agriculture kind of splitting. I never really knew why, though. That was a, a big question that I always had was why did this split happen? When did the ur- when did the urban and rural communities divide? And why, you know, why has this not been talked about more? So I started thinking about that as I went into doing Talk Agony. Like I said, for three years, this question just kept coming back to me. And like, you know, I would talk to people about it. And I've actually been asked this question before, you know, why did this split happen? I didn't really have an answer for a while. Um, it wasn't until I started my second season of Talk Back to Me, uh, a full year ago now, that I started to kind of formulate a theory about what actually happened. And so I've kind of begun the, the roots of my theory, and there's a few different paths I'd like to take with it. But I wanted to do a theory episode last summer, and it just, I started to realize how complicated this was going to be, how much time I was going to have to invest into creating this theory video, because I want it to be high enough quality that you guys will enjoy it and still understand the, the magnitude of what I'm trying to say, because there's a lot to explore with this theory. I've done a lot of research. I've talked to a lot of people. I've made my own conclusions based off of the evidence that I've seen, and I think I have a pretty a pretty good start on this theory on why the rural and urban community separated and why agriculture is not part of mainstream conversations anymore. And I'd really like to share my findings with you guys and I'm going to, but the thing is because of how much I've changed it in the past year, because of how much it's still changing and because of how much I have invested into it, I can't do it all in one episode. I was going to, I was going to have just a, a long episode of, you know, me trying to explain all of my thoughts and, and findings, but it's just going to take too long. And there's so much that I'm not going to be able to explain by myself that I'm going to need help with. So I decided to take this a different route. Now I'm going to try to do a mini series based on my theory around the agricultural and urban split. The, the rural urban split is what I've, is what I've been referring it to. Um, And a few other things too, because not just the urban rural split, but also agriculture, you know, in and of itself, why it's worth protecting. I've gotten the question before, what's the purpose in listening to your podcast? What's the point in even doing your podcast? You know, from both the agricultural communities and the non-agricultural side of things, a lot of people have questioned the reason that my podcast should exist in the first place. And when I explain to them that, well, people need to know where their food comes from, they say, yeah, that's great, but they're still going to buy it. You know, there's really not a whole lot of purpose in understanding agriculture. And I've had such a hard time explaining why agriculture is so important to, to, lo- to know about. 
and I think I finally found the words that I've been looking for. So this this theory mini-series is going to serve to answer that question, the question of the urban-rural split, and also a theory that I have about how the connection, and, and rather lack of connection, between the urban and rural lives has to do with the growth of social media and with people's fear of public speaking. More on that later. But I wanted to kind of start off, first of all, by by explaining the backstory of why this is going into effect in the first place, and also kind of some of the things I'm going to be talking about. So without further ado, I just want to summarize my theory for you guys. And just like I said, the bare bones of it, each thing that I talk about is going to go into its own episode. But I wanted to kind of give you guys the basis of what I'm going into, as well as what things I need help with. And that's where you guys come in. So what is the theory? The theory that I come up with is that the urban-rural split has occurred over several generations. It's been at an exponential rate. It started off slowly, and now it's becoming more and more rapid, except like the law of diminishing return, which any economics teacher could teach you, the more that it increases, the more all of a sudden we're starting to see this plateau and actually even a decrease now. We're starting to see people get back into agriculture. The interest is, is starting to return, and there's reasons why I think that is as well, but we'll get into that another time. But the fact that this is happening has raised a lot of interesting questions. A lot of people are curious about why agriculture isn't more popular in school, why these conversations aren't happening on a more frequent basis, why they're kind of left in the dark about what's going on to their food behind the scenes, which I think are all valid questions. So I wanted to make this as kind of a an assessment for, for them and also for those in the agricultural community to start to realize why consumers are really not letting them in anymore. And one of the things I've been shocked by most since doing this is learning that consumers aren't shutting the agriculturalists out. It's just that neither side is willing to take the step forward to try to bridge the gap that's now there. And so this is all kind of a big conglomerate mess that's I'm hoping to organize out and, ev- and eventually kind of, you know, publish into its own little series to show the the true purpose behind talk academy and behind agricultural education as a whole. Because it's not just about getting the next generation involved in agriculture. It's about protecting agriculture and by doing that, protecting society. And we'll get into all that momentarily. But first, the reason I think agriculture got left out for so long, why the urban and rural community separated for so long, has to do with a lot of history. And we will be going over that. It has to do with a bunch of different things involving media and technological advancement and evolution of of technology and society. Uh, It has to do with the job market going more into urban areas and less in rural areas. It has to do with markets crashing. There's a lot of moving pieces in this. But like I said, I want to explain all of those things separately. And so I want to get into kind of some of the things I began to theorize about when I first started formulating this. You see, it's it's my belief that the split, the urban-rural split, is actually what has caused a lot of our insecurities and and you know uh, mental health issues that people have been dealing with lately, and a lot of the you know fear of public speaking that we see. Uh, I've spoken before about how I've mentored you know young public speakers, and I've gone through public speaking training, and I've talked to public speakers. The most common issue that public speakers face, or people who want to public speak but don't know how is the nervousness. They have a hard time talking in front of a crowd. They have a hard time standing up for themselves and being confident in their words. 
I think that the reason that, that has happened and, and why that used to not be as bad of an issue as it is now is because of the urban-rural split. Rural communities encourage talking in front of people. You almost have to be allowed to be able to be heard. In urban communities, you're almost silenced by the noise of everything else. And so it's it's difficult to you know encourage people to become public speakers in a place where there's so many people and so few of them are willing to listen. So there's going to be more on that too. I want to do a whole episode on that. I'm going to bring on some uh, public speaker friends of mine and we'll go into all that too. Speaking of which, if any of you are listening and have interest in any of the topics I mentioned today, I would be more than happy to bring you on for an episode to talk about this stuff. And if we do multiple parts for it and, and you want to be on a part that I already have a guest for, I'd be happy to bring you on to hear your thoughts as well. This is a big community project. This isn't just me. I just want to give you my thoughts and see you guys can run with it. So that's a big thing, is I think that public speaking has been drastically affected by the urban-rural split. That's why I think the FFA kids and the other kids who are you know trained in these youth leadership programs are so good at public speaking, because they were given a space where they could do it, and for some reason, I'm not quite sure why yet, maybe it's like the, mention, the reason I mentioned earlier, but being in a rural setting, at least in my opinion, makes people more confident, more comfortable, more capable of speaking in front of others, and that's a whole thing. The media thing. As media has evolved, the technology has evolved, there's been this conception, misconception rather, that those involved in agriculture are out of the loop, that they're not involved in, in technology, that they don't, that they don't use technology, they're just, you know, these old guys wearing overalls on their farm with, you know, their cornfield and their one cow and their pail that I've, you know, I've, I've brought up that image a million times on this podcast before, but there's a reason I do. It's because it's so common and there's so many people that, that have this misinterpreted, you know, image of what the farmer looks like today that I think that's part of the reason why it happened in the first place. People thought that as technology evolved, the industry that relies on nature and the environment wasn't going to evolve with it. And that obviously, as we know by now, is further from the truth, is can't be further from the truth. But all the same, I think that agriculture not taking its advantage and getting involved in social media earlier was one of its biggest faults. I think that agriculture really, really took an error to the knee when it came to getting some of the consumers back on their side because of their not necessarily refusal, but lack of priority and getting themselves on social media. Agriculturalists and, and those involved in the industry and, and ag advocates as we call them didn't really join social media until very recently. I mean like within the past five to ten years. And we're seeing the results of it now. Now that they're on social media, there's been a massive boom of acceptance. There's also been a quite significant denial and, and refusal by some of the more activist communities. But for the most part, a lot of people have been extremely excited to learn more about agriculture. And I've learned that through various, you know, social media pages, one of one of them being TikTok. This is one that I joked about joining for a while, but I found a, a surprising amount of success and, and a surprising amount of people accepting those involved in agriculture. And it's, it's amazing to me that that was something that it took us this long to figure out. So that's a whole thing I wanted to cover too, is social media impacting the urban-rural split. There's a couple other things I, th I thought were important to cover as well. So obviously we talked about the public speaking thing, we talked about the social media thing, but I've been kind of preaching this idea for a while that agriculture played a foundational role in society. 
that the first civilization was founded due to agriculture. It was founded because nomads finally had a way of producing a sustainable source of food that required them to not have to move from place to place constantly so they could settle down and create the first civilization. And this isn't even, you know, this isn't even speculation. This is something that was actually confirmed by archaeologists. This is something that happened. It's my firm belief that as we as a society venture further and further away from agriculture, the less stable the society gets. And I have a few things that I want to point to as evidence of this, and these are all going to be their own episodes as well. I've talked a lot about how agriculture ties into movies and video games and art and music and all of these different things because it does. I think that agriculture is is fundamentally rooted in society, or maybe society is fundamentally rooted in agriculture. Those two are intertwined and cannot be separated ever because if, you, if any of you have ever seen The Martian, it's like he says towards the end of the movie, he who colonizes a land, or sorry, <laughs> he who farms a land colonizes it. And so it's, it's, this, it's this idea that by being able to produce food, we have created society. So the opposite must be true too, right? If we take away the source of food, the society cannot thrive. And so we actually see this happening in a few different examples that I want to have episodes on as well. I've been trying to have an episode on the movie Wally for a long time now, like probably close to a year. I've been trying to get this Wally episode out because I firmly believe that Wally is one of the best examples of why getting rid of agriculture is a dangerous thing. As we move away from agriculture, society begins to stumble. And we saw that happen with Wally. They moved away from the entire planet. And it wasn't until they brought agriculture back that their society began to be stable again. We see this in video games like Minecraft and Outer Worlds. I'm kind of have episodes on, on each of those respectively, and they're going to have, you know, much, you know, much more description than, than I'm going to give them today about why they encapsulate that idea of food and source of food equals society. And not only that, I've gotten the question before about why agriculture is worth protecting. Again, why even do this podcast? It's because of that very idea. It's because if we separate agriculture from society, society fails. And if agriculture does not have a society to feed, agriculture fails. These two need to be together. It's not just that people need to understand where their food comes from. It's that they need to understand that by destroying agriculture, they're destroying any foundation of society. If you destroy the foundation of something, the entire building falls down. It can't exist without agriculture, and agriculture can't exist without society. I can't stress that enough. That is the foundation of the largest part of this theory. It's not just why I think the urban-rural split happened. It's why I think this is an important thing to talk about. It's not just I want to speculate about this because I think it'd be fun. It's because I think that this is one of the most important issues that agriculture is facing, and no one in agriculture will acknowledge it. And I'm not saying that there's other issues that we, you know, should be ignoring, you know, like drought and markets and, and there, you know, regulations. There's a million other things that agriculture needs to be focused on. I, I, I fully understand that. But there's a lot of people in agriculture who refuse to see the importance in this conversation. And there's a lot of people outside of agriculture that refuse to see the importance as well. I've been stressing the idea that ag- agriculture education needs to be part of every school system around the world. This is why. This mini-series serves to prove my point as to why agricultural education and why conversations around agriculture are, are of the highest priority, or, or at least should be. 
So those are all the things I want to cover. And there's more, and people are going to suggest more, I guarantee it. And there's a lot to really put into this thing. It's really complicated, and I would love to explain everything that my thoughts are around all of this, but it's just, there's so much. I mean, I'm, I'm incredibly excited about this. Like I said, I've been trying to do this for a year now, and it's just been so difficult to, to organize my thoughts. But now I think I'm in a steady place where I can effectively do it. And especially because last week we had the, the episode Move Away From Ag, and... In that episode, I talked to Dan, and he actually asked me that very question. Why did the the urban-rural split happen? I gave a taste of my theory, but I didn't give the whole thing because I was planning on releasing this. And I'm glad that I didn't give the whole thing because I'm finally ready to start. So those are all the pieces of the puzzle that I can think of. And I think that if you guys can help me with this, that would be unbelievably helpful. I'm, if you guys are watching the video version of this, I'm going to put all of the topics on the screen of things that I am going to need help covering. All of the topics I plan on covering in their own episodes, and even some that I'm not sure if I'm going to do episodes on them or not, but they're interesting things I'd like to cover at some point. If you have any interest in any of these topics, please do not hesitate to ask me. I don't care what your background is, what your knowledge of agriculture is, or if it's something that you have no idea about, but you just want to be there for the conversation. I will take anybody because I don't want to be the only one talking to this microphone. But at the end of the day, this is for you guys. It's for me, it's for my future students, it's for all of you, it's for the world. I'm not going to get on my soapbox and say that what I'm doing right now is saving the planet, but I think that these conversations are important for a reason. I'm not just doing it for, you know, publicity or for views. Honestly, if my podcast crashes tomorrow, and this is the only episode that survives, then I'm perfectly fine with that. Because I think this conversation is the most important part of everything that I've worked on over the past three years. Which is why I'm prioritizing the next few weeks or a couple months or however long it takes to get through this project over every other episode I'm recording right now. Because this mini-series is the epitome of everything that I've ever preached on this podcast. That being said, I would appreciate any and all help that you guys can provide. I would love to have you guys be part of this project. It's something that I'm really, really excited about, and I just I can't wait to get started. So, if you guys are, are if you guys are not listening to the video version of this, you can find all the all the topics that we're going to be talking about in the description. You can go and check all those out. You can get a hold of me anywhere on social media or email me at talkagdemy at gmail.com. You know, you guys know how to find all the contact links. Everything that you guys are looking for, you guys can find it. Just let me know what you want help with, and I'll be ha- I'll be more than happy to ask for your help. So please, please, please reach out. Help me with this project. I don't want to be the only one doing this, but this is, in my opinion, the most important thing we've done so far. So let's let's not let it go. So once again, just to to recap on everything, over the next couple months, we're going to be working on this mini series that encapsulates my theory as to why the urban-rural split occurred and why agriculture is worth protecting. And that's going to cover everything from video games, movies, art, music, all that kind of stuff, how agriculture is tied into that and how that proves my theory that agriculture and society cannot be separated from each other, all the way to how social media and public speaking are impacted by agriculture and vice versa. There's a lot to cover here. There's going to be even more to, to discuss when we actually get into the actual episodes. And it's just, I, I've, I've been having a really hard time not talking about everything I want to talk about, but just because I want to save it for the episodes. But thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you all for so much, so much for all of your support. And I greatly appreciate everything you've done for me over the past three years. And I hope that, I hope that this project becomes everything that I'm hoping it will. So that being said, thank you all so much again. 
Hope to catch you next week. And don't forget, if you ate today, thank a farmer.